Hey, yo, ladies, gentlemen, fellas, 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 the week seven NFL betting video is here. We're going to break it down. I've got five picks for you right now and a teaser that I'm kind of debating on. I mean, come on now. It seems like every single week we get a bad beat. Week one, DeAndre Swift, the rookie for the Lions, can't catch a touchdown pass, ends up losing that game. We have an overtime bad beat, I believe, in like week three or week four. And this past week, the Houston Texans, who were on at plus three this past week, they have four seconds left to potentially just end the game and win. They don't. It goes to overtime. Okay, just keep this within a field goal. Maybe we get a push. The fellas out there, we got the plus three and a half. They're feeling good about themselves. No, Derrick Henry does his thing goes into overtime the big dog and just gets pretty much every single yard and then wins the game on a wildcat so we go two and two against the spread last week we lose our first teaser of the year and i said it on the show didn't feel confident i love teasing numbers that are seven seven and a half six basically down to a pick em. we did that with the baltimore ravens and they beat the eagles so that was good but then on the opposite side of that one we had to tease down the patriots to minus two and a half we didn't really get much on that one it didn't feel as great but then on the opposite side of that one we had to tease down the patriots to like minus three and a half which didn't even feel like the greatest of teases and they end up just straight up losing and looking terrible in the process of doing so had an opportunity to win never really had the greatest chance down the stretch to cover our teaser though so right now we're down to three and one on those 2.6 point teasers on the year and we have one again today so we'll talk about that in a second we'll talk about these five bets but how y'all doing today this is your time sit back relax take your shoes off because this is your leisure time no more for the significant other to be bugging you no more right now for the boss to be on your back so as we get into it i really appreciate it if you could hit the like and subscribe button it really does help this channel grow and it has helped it grow to what it is today we have a brand new sponsor on the channel i'm very excited we just close the deal and these fellas they know what they're doing it's called Vigit. you can see the logo up above on youtube if you're listening on the podcast what Vigit is is basically a social media for sports bettors you can post about your picks you can see what other people are doing as well that's just a part of it so it's kind of like a twitter for sports bettors i like it the app right now is very clean it's very easy to use but that's just like one half of it and it's a very good half the other like half of what you got going on right here is basically the free to play sports book is what they call it it's your Vigits. it's your Vigits credits and if you use the promo code sal sal if you go in there you download the app it's free to download so this is why it's a perfect partnership my users can just go in there for free use the promo code sal sal you get 1000 credits to basically just be betting with and wagering with there's free weekly contests to where you can get more of these credits and you can actually cash these credits out for amazon gift cards and for other prizes so it's really interesting and beneficial especially if you're in a state that does not have legalized sports betting yet this is a way to do it because it's just free to play and you can actually cash it out for real life prizes and the thing that i like and i'll reference during this video the most obviously i like those sides of it i like interacting with the community i like actually being able to get in there and use some of these sports betting games that they have but the thing that I think is awesome is the information. They show charts of line movements. They have a ton of information for every single game, whether you're playing on college football, MLB, NFL. I'm opening up the app right now. It's they show you the against the spread numbers. They show you the injuries. They show you where the percentage of bets currently are, a bunch of game stats, and then a ton of charts that you can go in. And all this stuff is free. This helps me reduce my research time for when I'm placing wagers, for when I'm making and setting up these videos. It's a ton of fun. So check all that out. Very happy to have Vigit as the sponsor and the co-sponsor of this video. So what I have on the screen right now behind me is just a bunch of lines right now, an odds comparison tool. I like this one a lot because it's basically highlighting in green what you're going to get at in terms of the best vig out there, the best money on your line, the best juice in your favor compared to the sports book. So I have five picks right now and we shall start it off, drum roll please, with the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Tennessee Titans, two undefeated teams. Both of these teams 5-0. and They were supposed to play a couple weeks back. This is the game that got rescheduled. I believe the first game that got rescheduled out of all the COVID crazies that's been happening over the past couple weeks in the NFL. So I have this game right now pulled up behind me on the screen and I currently see the number that I have 
have as plus two and a half for Pittsburgh. I also have a bet on the over-under in this game, so our second over-under total of the season right now. But you can see that on the screen behind me, a lot of the numbers have already moved. So I placed these bets at the beginning of the week, plus two and a half for Pittsburgh. All of the lines that we're seeing have moved now to plus one and a half on all the major sites, FanDuel, DraftKings, Bet, MGM, Points, Bet, whatever it might be, Bet365. They've all moved to plus one and a half Pittsburgh or plus one. So all the money early on, that means basically the line movement was coming in on Pittsburgh. So in order to try and counteract that and balance some money back over to the Titans side, they moved the line to make it less enticing to bet Pittsburgh, more enticing to bet the Titans. So if you're watching this video, there still is a plus one and a half out there. And I still do like it because it's below that three point spread if you wanted to snag that. So be sure that depending on where you're betting, you get the plus one and a half. You're not taking the plus one that's on points bet or bet 365. You're getting that plus one and a half that currently as of this recording is on FanDuel, bet MGM, DraftKings, and I believe as well Unibet right now. So be sure to get those. So why do I like Pittsburgh in this game? Well, right now, Pittsburgh is number one in points allowed on the season, just 94. Obviously, they've only played in four games, but that's just 18.8 points per game, while Tennessee on the opposite side of that one is allowing over 25 points per game to the opposing team. Both these teams' offenses are clicking right now. It could be partially just some of the teams that they've played, right? Pittsburgh has gotten to play the Giants, Tennessee coming off of an overtime game last week against Houston, but really that doesn't even matter all that much either. Tennessee blew the doors off of the Buffalo Bills as well, coming out of just a bye, and they just did it again last week in terms of putting up a lot of points on a short week, playing on a Tuesday, then going into a Sunday, and now they have to go to overtime. So they're playing a lot of football in the past like week and a half right now, these Tennessee Titans, and they're putting up a lot of points. But I think that also favors the Pittsburgh Steelers who are on normal rest schedule where Tennessee is nowhere even near that right now. So the number one overall defense in Pittsburgh is number one versus the run while Tennessee is number 14 in run blocking. Obviously, we know what Tennessee wants to do and how they play. They try and run it through Derrick Henry. If they can give him the ball 25 to 30 times a game, that's fantastic. But Ryan Tannehill over his like past 14 to 16 games as a starting quarterback has been insanely efficient, mainly off of play action passing, a lot of which is going to be set up by the run, even if it's not efficient, even if it's Derrick Henry running for three yards a carry, they're still going to be trying to set him up for that. Pittsburgh allows the least yards to running max per game so far in the season at 54.8. So this is the thing about Pittsburgh. They can stop the run easily, number one run defense, and their coverage is good enough right now to actually stop a secondary, which is two things that the Tennessee Titans have not really faced this year so far. So what you're getting in Tennessee is the number 23 coverage rating and the number 21 tackling unit. So right now, the Steelers set up pretty nicely on offense and on defense. I think they win both sides of it. And I think the best overall unit on this team on either side of the ball is the Pittsburgh's front seven, which is why I usually like to bet the side that has the best unit in the actual game, which is always encouraging when I'm trying to bet a side if they actually have the best unit in the best matchup in the game. And I would argue even that maybe their secondary is even the second best unit going to be going up in this game against Tennessee based on how these two teams are matching up right now. And Ryan Tannehill in the passing game has been good. He's averaging a top 10, 7.9 yards per attempt right now tied with Aaron Rodgers for that metric. The Steelers are top 10 in eliminating your quarterback efficiency, allowing just 6.4 yards per attempt. Now, if I go over to the Vigit app right now, I could easily see the last five games in terms of betting trends. You have Steelers four and one against the spread. The Titans are two and three against the spread right now. Just scrolling down a little bit more on the app, basically, you can get to all of your injuries immediately to see if there's anything major right now. So John o. Smith, the starting tight end, got hurt in that game. He's going to be questionable. They have Taylor Luong's going to be out for the season. So yes, Devin Bush is out for the season for the Steelers. That's a big hit for a linebacker for them. But Taylor Luong, arguably the best offensive lineman on this team. They're already down Jack Conklin, who they lost in free agency, trying to replace him with a rookie that they took in the first round. So now this offensive line, the worst time possible to lose Taylor Luong for the season is against the Pittsburgh Steelers pass rush that is just going to give you so many, so many problems. We are also awaiting what's going to be happening with Deontay Johnson, who is questionable with this back injury that continues to be spiking up multiple weeks now. So be sure to just keep that in mind. David DeCastro questionable at center for the Steelers. So I think the Steelers set up nicely. Some of those injuries that don't really move the line all that much, actually, I think are going to be somewhat impactful, especially the one to Taylor Lewan right now. So we're going to take the Steelers at plus two and a half. The number that you can see right now is basically at plus one and a half, plus one in some spots. So if you're going to bet it, find the plus one and a half. Let's move on now to our second bet, which is going to be the 49ers versus the Patriots. As you can see it right in the middle of my screen right now on the YouTube video, you can see that all these lines 
lines are basically the best lines that you're going to find. They're all between plus two and a half and plus one and a half right now. So there's a little bit of a range here to where you can be buying some points. I currently am going to be on the Patriot side of this one. So I'm trying to look for that number that's closest to even. So basically I have New England right now at minus one and a half because that's the best option I can find. If you want to be betting the 49ers, I would recommend going and finding the plus two and a half line, not the one that I have. So you get an extra point in your favor. That's going to make up for a huge, huge, huge difference in the long run. Now I pulled up this game from Vegas Insider behind us to see where the early line movement is currently going just in terms of the money being bet on this game. It's basically like neck and neck. But the interesting is you have 72% of the bets right now. So the majority of the tickets coming in on the Patriots and the majority of the money, but just barely 54%. Now this can update as the week goes on. Sharp money might not be all in yet, but you have San Francisco right now with just 28% of the bets, but 46% of the money. So the wagers actually coming in on San Francisco are larger, which usually when you see that type of a handle compared to the money going in, the spreads versus the money wager in comparison, you might actually think that if people have more confidence betting more money, they're more confident. They usually know what they're doing. So that's where you start to see that sharp money coming in on San Francisco, which makes sense based on the way that this line is moving. The line opened up at New England somewhere around minus two and a half, minus three in some spots, maybe. And now it's going down to minus one and a half. So it's making it more enticing right now to bet New England, meaning that it's moving towards San Francisco, making them less enticing, giving them less points. So the line has moved in San Francisco's way. I'm going to snag it at a point right now, which I'm going to call probably the bottom on New England. I don't think this is going to get to a situation where they're listed as underdogs coming off of a loss in this one. New England is number three in points allowed per game just 22 per game right now. And yes, right now, the San Francisco 49ers are getting as healthy as they possibly can. Debo is back and looking good. Kittle has been healthy right now for the past couple weeks, and he looks phenomenal. They lose Raheem Mostar, but that's basically something you can expect to be said like every other week with his injury status right now. But they still have Jarek McKinnon, Jermichael Hasty to an extent, Jeff Wilson is due back. So they have just an arsenal of running backs no matter what for this Kyle Shanahan scheme. Now, the New England is number three in coverage right now in defense. They're number one in tackling and number 24 versus run. So you know where their weakness is, a spot where you can actually pick it apart a little bit with San Francisco. But Raheem Mostar is going to be out, and I do think McKinnon is fine to take on that workload, but obviously Raheem Mostar being out is going to help New England in the way that they're going to defend this run defense. In this matchup, you get the number eight overall defense in New England versus number 16 offense in San Francisco. San Fran on the opposite side is number 16 in defense, still having some injuries with Richard Sherman. We'll see when he's going to be able to go. And New England, number 12 in overall offense. Now the passing attack for San Francisco is back, but that's something that New England is built for. New England's defensive backs, I think, have the best overall groups matchup in this game right now. I mean, yes, Debo Samuel looks pretty decent. If you take him away, and isolate him, which he's nowhere near like a true number one alpha, like top 10 receiver in the league, in my opinion. After that, you're dealing with a rookie and Brandon Ayuk has been fine on a limited basis right now in terms of what he's been able to produce this year, and then not much out of the slot right now. So I think they have the best overall advantage in matchup, should be able to limit the San Francisco 49ers team. It's basically close to a pick 'em. Minus one and a half is what I have New England at right now as our second bet of the week. And I will go back really quickly to that first game that we talked about, and I can actually show you the line movement on that first game and where the money is moving between Pittsburgh and Tennessee, which should be a very interesting game this week. Most of the money right now is on Pittsburgh, even though it's just 33% of the spread bets. So this is an interesting side to be on because it looks like people who are actually putting a lot of money up are interested in the Pittsburgh Steelers, which makes me feel a little bit confident that we're on that side of it. So you can see where we are right now. Pittsburgh's on the screen behind me. The other thing I said, I had a total bet in this game. So our third bet of the week, we have Pittsburgh plus two and a half. We have New England minus one and a half. I have the under 52. Now I think that this under has moved. If I'm looking on Fantasy Labs other page, it's moved in some spots right now. It's like 51. It opened at 52 and a half. It's down to 50, 51. We can look at actually the Action Network right now tool here. So I'm pulling up this tool right now and it's basically moved to 50 and a half at every single spot. It opened at 52 and a half. I didn't get it even at the opening number, but I got it pretty close at 52. At 50 and a half, it's kind of a push for me now. I would still take the under on this one. Pittsburgh just plays so slow. You know, no matter what, that Tennessee is still going to try and run the ball 20 plus times with Derrick Henry. That runs the clock out to a decent extent. And if the thought process on Pittsburgh winning here is that Ryan Tannehill is less efficient, meaning that he's going to be throwing a little bit shorter passes. If those are completed, it keeps the clock running. If they're not completed, you get it back to Pittsburgh, who's going to run the ball as well because they play 
wildly slow right now, Pittsburgh on offense. So if you limit the efficiency of Tannehill, you stop the run, but the run's going to continue to happen because I expect this game to stay close based on the Vegas overall spread. And then Pittsburgh gets the ball back on offense where they play at a slower pace. You're just going to be killing a lot of the clock. So we're going to be taking the under right now in the Pittsburgh and Tennessee game. I took it at 52. If you can find it somewhere out there at like 52 or somewhere in the 51s, take that. But right now, pretty much every book is even on this one at 50 and a half, as you can see on the screen behind me. Now let's now move to our third bet of the week. Third bet of the week as we target a couple teams coming off their bye. Seattle opening at minus three and a half as favorites over the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals just coming off of a Monday night win. Now on a short week against the Dallas Cowboys team that looks absolutely pitiful. They got Kenyon Drake going. They got Kirk going somewhat to an extent yet again. Christian Kirk in the secondary. But Kyler Murray still looked bad. Like Kyler Murray's passing game has not been great. It's below average right now in terms of yards per attempt. Just 7.1 yards per attempt. He's on the outside looking in of the top 20 in the NFL. The completion percentage is fine, but the yards per attempt is down. So it's shorter passing completion percentage. Obviously on the ground, he's fantastic. He has six touchdowns through six games. He's actually averaging better numbers than Lamar Jackson did on the ground last year, coming off of a just very average and casual 74 rushing yard game with a touchdown. But the problem is his passing game. And now he goes up against the Seattle secondary that ranks 12th, a run defense that ranks number one. So Kenyon Drake going up against a bottom five run defense in Dallas last week, going to get the exact opposite this week, the number one overall run defense right now. Seattle's offense coming off the bye week is going to be ranking their offense overall right now, number one in the NFL, ranking against the overall 19 Arizona Cardinals defense is a huge advantage for Seattle. Now, ideally, I would like to get the minus three number here so we could have the push on the field goal protection, but I just don't think it's going to get there. I don't think you're going to get that type of line movement. We can go over right now to see where some of this early money is coming in on this game. Seattle and Arizona, it should be no shock to you. So if you really do want to go against the public in this one and be on the side of the book, you're getting 85% of the spreadbacks and 91% of the money right now in Seattle. So obviously it looks very good. Arizona now is going to see this top three run defense in Seattle. So that's not going to be great for them. Seattle's overall defense is number seven versus number 19 overall Arizona offense. And I think the best skill position group here, as we've had this trend talking about the best one is actually going to be the Seattle wide receivers coming off the bye. You have all three of the Seattle wide receivers, according to pro football focus, having a top 18 matchup on the week. Now that might not sound like a great number, but all three of them, David Moore, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf are all in the top 18, basically out of like 95 wide receivers this week. They're all in the top 18 and DK Metcalf is in the top 10. Tyler Lockett is number 15 overall. And then David Moore would be that number 18 overall right now. So it all looks very good for them. Metcalf's actually going to see some Drake Kirkpatrick. I believe that you're going to see Tyler Lockett in the slot with a positive matchup. And on the other outside and three wide receiver sets, David Moore is going to get Patrick Peterson, who at this point is nothing but only his name and his past name recognition and value. So right now I have Seattle at minus three and a half. I wish it could move to minus three. If you see it on some other book out there at minus three, I would take that obviously over the three and a half. I'm pulling up right now just the Vigit overall information that we have for this game. Right now, Seattle is four and one against the spread. The Cardinals are three and two against the spread. Seattle is currently on offense scoring 34 points per game. Arizona is scoring 28 points per game. Any of the injuries and main ones to be looking at on the Arizona Cardinals side of the ball, basically just Chandler Jones because he's out for the season. Just important to recall that he wasn't in the last game either. That's basically the main one. You have a questionable Jabal Adams in the secondary right now for the Seattle Seahawks. So be sure to check that out. And then some injuries to the offensive line for Seattle that are just banged up questionable tags. We'll have to track and watch that when you see all the line movement that's right now happening on this app in Vigit. I love looking at it. So again, check out Vigit down below. Promo code SAL, S-A-L will get you those 1,000 Vigit credits as well. Now let's move into the final two bets of the day as we take Seattle minus three and a half there. We have two more spread picks to be giving you. And let's start off with the fourth one on the day right now. Our fourth bet, another team coming off the bye. We're going to be going to this divisional matchup where the New Orleans Saints coming out of the bye open up as seven and a half point favorites. And the line hasn't moved at all. We have not yet had any line movement as I record this on Thursday morning. I don't think we're going to get much line movement, maybe a half a point here or there, but I'm going to be on the New Orleans Saints side coming out of the bye as seven and a half point favorites versus Carolina. Look, we were against Carolina last week. It paid off for us. It was one of our wins last week because they haven't faced good defenses. They faced Tampa, who's been a great defense, and they basically looked like an average to really bad team, which is what we thought of them. Then they came out and won a couple of games and they were looking pretty good, but they were winning these games.
games against bottom eight overall defenses, all of their wins against bottom eight overall defenses. And then Chicago comes to town, a borderline top five defense, and basically puts them in check for like three, three and a half quarters of the game. And it wasn't even much of a game for that time. And then towards the end of it, they had an opportunity to come back the Panthers in the fourth quarter. But now New Orleans out of the bye, they should get Michael Thomas back. They said he's dealing with a little bit of a minor hamstring thing and an ankle now. So who knows? But if he comes back, that's going to be obviously a huge advantage for them. And the other big thing is like, look, we're going to talk about how good the New Orleans defense is because I do think it's a good unit. Right now, they're the overall number 12 defense versus Carolina's number 26 overall offense. So again, a tougher defense that Carolina has to face. But I think that an overall number 12 number is not doing it justice right now for the Saints defense because of the fact that their secondary has been missing Marshawn Lattimore, missing Janoris Jenkins, and also was missing Malcolm Jenkins for some time as well. So you have three guys in their secondary who are arguably their three biggest pieces of their secondary that were out for either a couple games, the past couple games before the bye, or at least one or two that's skewing that number. Because right now their secondary is ranked 29th overall. I do not think it's that bad of a secondary, right? They got picked apart in a game against Aaron Rodgers when their secondary was down about three bodies. They were down a couple of bodies in another game. So I actually do think that that secondary is closer to average to above average, which would make this Saints defense instead of the being the number 12 overall unit, it's probably somewhere around the top eight because they currently rank top 10 in tackling pressure and number four in run defense. So this is a very good defense that Carolina is going to have to face where they have struggled against good defense this year. Again, the two other times the Bears and Tampa Bay have basically put them in check and handled them. And I personally believe that in this game, the New Orleans Saints are actually going to have the best advantage in one of their groups and it'll be the running back group because currently Alvin Kamara is obviously an absolute monster and a beast, but so is Latavius Murray as a backup running back. And they're going up against the 32nd ranked Carolina Panthers run defense. So I don't even think Drew Brees honestly needs Michael Thomas in this game. This could be a Latavius Murray carries the ball 15, 16 times. Alvin Kamara carries the ball 12 times or so. And then you see a couple of checkdowns because the only thing that the Panthers on defense have been quality at, and they have some injuries, right? You have short that's going to be injured is going to hurt that run defense even more and the defensive line, but their pass rush does rank seventh overall, according to pro football focus. So even more check down city for the running backs, mainly being AK Alvin Kamara. And another thing to call it is that when the Saints go into three wide receiver sets, if they need to, if they want to be going that aggressive at times, and then just normally during the game, three wide receiver sets instead of two tight end sets, instead of 12 personnel, you go 11 personnel, they're going to have a strong matchup with Trey Con Smith in the slot against Jeremy Chin. It's one of the best matchups on the entire weekend for a slot wide receiver. So at least worth mentioning there that they have an advantage as well. If we pull up this game right now and just look at where the money's coming in right now, 74% of the spread and 85% of the money. So pretty much everything is coming in on the Saints. That's what you would basically expect. And I'll call out the second sponsor that's co-sponsoring the show is Monkey Knife Fight. If you're not familiar with them, they have all player props. You can bet them more or less the over or under, but they have a ton of different player prop types of games. So Monkey Knife Fight, if you use the promo code VETRI, V-E-T-R-I, we do a player props video Friday afternoon to help you out with some of those props. Comes out around noon Eastern time. Dylan Bird on this channel, check him out as well. He goes through the player props, whether it's eight that week, 10 that week that he likes and that he's wagering on. And then I could also answer any questions in our discord. There's a free one down below. There's a Patreon one, answer any questions in the comment section, but monkey knife fight. If you use my last name, V E T R I, they will give you free money up to 50 bucks. So if you want to put 20 bucks in, bam, they give you 20 back. If you're a heavy hitter, a head honcho, you put 50 in, bam, they give you 50 back. You now have hundred in your account. So check out monkey knife fight. This offer could literally end tomorrow. And then you're out the free money that you were going to probably put in a week from now. Anyways, if you have any questions on monkey knife fight or this offer, just let me know down below in the description. Again, my last name, V E T R R.I. Vetri will get you a free money bonus up to $50 Ruski. So before we get into our fifth and final bet, let's just quickly look into Vigit to see if there's any statistics or injuries that we should be calling out. I love Vigit. Again, this app is very good. So link down below basically what you're going to be seeing right now. So we know that K1 short is going to be banged up and injured. Michael Thomas is going to be questionable. Janoris Jenkins is questionable as well. So another piece of that secondary that we're waiting to get back. But Malcolm Jenkins and Marshawn Lattimore look like they're going to be fine. Eli Apple, a cornerback right now, has not been doing good for the Panthers. He's going to be questionable for this game. Curtis Samuel going to be questionable as well. So those are just some big things. And the last 
last five games, the trends that you're seeing, three and two against the spread is this currently Carolina Panthers team. Two and three is the New Orleans Saints coming out of the bye. I'm going to be sitting on that side of it. So now we're going to get into our fifth and final bet of the week, a team that got shellacked last week against a team that had the heartbreak last week. So I think this sets up pretty nicely for us. It's going to be up here towards the top of the screen, the Green Bay Packers versus the Tennessee Titans. This line opened at minus three for the Green Bay Packers. That's what we snagged it at. It has now moved to pretty much every single spot at minus three and a half that I'm seeing on the screen behind me. Maybe you can still see a minus three hanging on your book somewhere out there. If so, if you want the Packers, obviously take that over the minus three and a half. You get a Packers offense that Rodgers threw a pick six, then he looked rattled, then Devonta Adams bobbled the ball and it was another pick that almost went for six. And the Tampa Bay defense is legit right now. I mean, Tom Brady, wherever he goes, he gets a defense, he gets an offensive line. It looks fantastic. Number one overall graded secondary through six weeks. Number three overall rated run defense in pass rush. This defense just looks absolutely phenomenal. They're strong in every single aspect of what they're doing right now. Jamal Dean, a cornerback who picks six, Aaron Rodgers, he's looking like one of the best cornerbacks in the game right now. He's playing fantastic. And now you have Aaron Rodgers going on Pat McAfee, looking very loose as he should. It obviously was not going to have the end of the world happen from having a loss. You can't let it linger too much. Otherwise, you'll get your ass kicked the next week, quote unquote, from Pat McAfee. You have now the Packers going into the exact opposite situation. Green Bay's coming off of a loss with Houston coming off of a heartbreaking loss. Green Bay coming off of a shellacking out there. Green Bay actually has upsides to make the playoffs, Super Bowl potential, and right now a one and five team already having their coach fired. You have Romeo Cornell. Looks like there's going to be a lot of fun, at least in Houston, chucking the ball around. Not too much uh, concern about the defense by any means. I don't even know if they can fix it at this point. But you have Green Bay, the number four overall offense versus Houston's number 27 defense. This is not one of the top defenses in the NFL like Tampa Bay last week. This is one of the legit bottom defenses. Currently, Houston ranks 24th in secondary coverage, 22nd in pass rush, 29th in tackling, and 27th versus the run. So uh, in comparison, Tampa Bay last week, number two overall defense, number one secondary, number two versus pressure. Huge difference. I think the biggest advantage group right now is going to be on the offense for the Packers. And you can pretty much pinpoint a couple of things. I think it's Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams and AJ Dillon, the rookie running backs. So the running backs for the Packers for the most part. I mean, we saw what Derrick Henry did last week. You also saw what Jeremy McNichols, the backup since Darrington Evans, the rookie for Tennessee is now hurt. Jeremy McNichols actually played well as a backup as well. So I think the biggest advantage in this entire game is those Packers running backs. If you made me pick a second one, I would say it's the Packers wide receivers against this Houston secondary. Devontae Adams is going to have a top 12 matchup on the entire weekend, probably for the most part against Bradley Roby. That's very good to see. Houston is currently bottom eight in yards per play allowed while Rodgers is top 10 in that metric. So it's an efficiency metric. So they're allowing quarterbacks to be efficient while Rodgers is coming in being one of the top 10 quarterbacks in efficiency at 7.9 yards per attempt. They're number two overall still the Packers only behind Seattle in their passing game. They're top five right now in pass protection, but keep an eye on David Bakhtiari who got hurt in that last game. Keep an eye on him to make sure that he's healthy. He's arguably one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL. One more thing to mention is that Jair Alexander, the cornerback right now, a couple of years, the veteran, the pro right now in the NFL for the Green Bay Packers, he has been fantastic. He locked down Calvin Ridley to a goose egg. He liked, locked down Mike Evans last week to a goose egg as well. Who will he see this week? I assume it's Will Fuller, but it could very well be Brandon Cooks. I don't know if it'll be a full-on shadow treatment. Either way, it's helping the Packers defense a ton if they can just lock down one side of the field. I assume they're going to try and put him on Will Fuller, the speed of Will Fuller, how good he's been. This will be a real test right now. Calvin Ridley, not the same type of a player. Mike Evans, nowhere near the same type of a player as Will Fuller. It'll be interesting to see that matchup. I'm actually looking forward to that a lot, but we're taking Green Bay minus three right now on this spread. And if we want to quickly look at just what the trends are right now, about 50% of the spreads are on both sides of this game, but 87% of the money is on the Packers. So you might see some line movement here. You might see the Packers end up going to minus four in this situation, if that's actually going to hold and if that's accurate, but that's where we're at right now. For a recap, we have six total bets in. I have a teaser that I have not yet placed. The teaser would be right now, six point teaser, teasing New Orleans down to minus one and a half versus Carolina, and then teasing the Kansas City Chiefs down to minus three from minus nine versus Denver. I don't know if I want to do that. Denver's defense has been very good. I think that they can keep it within a field goal and a lot of times pushes on these teasers are actually losses. So I have not yet placed that wager. I really want to stick to these ones where we have a minus seven, a minus seven and a half, minus six, 
six minus six and a half number we can tease down like the Saints side, but I don't see that number anywhere else on this week, not even on Thursday night or Monday night football as I'm looking at this. So right now I'm going to hold off on that teaser. I will update on Twitter if I change that. But a recap of the bets that we do have placed Pittsburgh's plus two and a half versus Tennessee and the under 52 in that game. If you could find the under 51, I would still take that. New England minus one and a half as the line movement has moved, but I think this is a bottom number on where you're going to get that line movement to move to. So we'll hop on it at the low point, New England minus one and a half. Seattle coming off the bye, line hasn't moved minus three and a half. New Orleans coming off the bye, line hasn't moved minus seven and a half versus Carolina. And then the Packers minus three versus Houston. I believe that number has already moved to minus three and a half, and it might move to minus four based on the amount of money coming in on the Packers still. So thank you for tuning into this one. Be sure, be sure to download Vigit. Vigit is a free app right now where you can actually make some sports betting wagers on there, which is very fun to do and win some prizes, just free prizes, Amazon gift cards. You can track the trends. It's basically the Twitter for sports betting. So be sure to check that out and also support the other co-sponsor of the show, Monkey Knife Fight. If you like player props, we're going to have a show on Friday afternoon for those. You can check that out to help you out a little bit or just make your own wagers. And you can use the promo code VETRI, V-E-T-R-I, to get yourself free money up to $50. Like and subscribe before you go, everybody. I appreciate you a ton. This is the week seven betting show with Sal Vetri, and I will see you in the next one.